Welcome to Untangled. Whether you are a local government leader tirelessly searching for trailblazing solutions to operational hurdles, an IT professional with a zeal for public sector technology, or a curious mind intrigued by the symbiosis of technology and governance, Untangled is your platform. Join us on this fascinating journey as we explore how technology can revolutionize local governments. Effective, sustainable, cutting-edge solutions are not just for the deep pockets private sector anymore. Let's get untangled. Morning to Averos Live this week. Uh, it's going to be me solo, and we're going to talk about K through 12 technology and how important it is to make sure that your digital transformation is taking into account everything that has to do with um, technology in the K through 12 sector, which is your kindergarten through 12th grade or high school level. So why are we talking about this? Well, we do a lot of work with uh, K through 12 organizations across the country, specifically in the realm of digital transformation and helping improve their ERP technologies. So today I want to take some questions from the audience. Uh, some questions have already come in, so we'll take those. Uh, but really, I want to stress the importance of strategic planning. Uh, doing it the right way doesn't really only apply to uh, governments or local governments or transit agencies or airports. It also applies to K-12 through organizations, especially because there are so many moving parts to this, to this piece of our society. And it's so important that we educate our kids, that we run these organizations well, and that data is available to the administrators when they need to have access to it to make data-driven decisions. So all of that said, today's session is on K-12, through and um, we'll tell you a little bit of um, uh, a few stories on, on where we've done this before, how we tackle these projects, and how important they are to be done right. So without further ado, I'm going to take some questions here from the audience. Uh, and if you're watching us live, please uh, feel free to jump in and tell us where, where you're calling in from or watching from uh, so we can uh, see where your audience is. Okay, the first question is, hmm, what strategies can schools adopt to overcome financial and logistical hurdles in advancing, integrating advanced technologies? I don't think this is any different from city-county government, right? Financial planning and financial requests for a specific technology or, or need to be handled in a nuanced manner. First of all, you have to plan for it. You can't just say uh, that we need to buy a new piece of technology tomorrow. You have to plan for it. You have to have a strategic plan that tells you in the next three to five years what kind of technologies need to be adopted, what kind of technologies need to be implemented to replace older tech, and in what order are you going to do this, right? How much is it going to cost you? Who's going to be responsible? Is it going to be managed in-house? Are you going to bring in third-party project management? All of these things needs to not only be discussed and documented, but also they need to be planned for from a financial perspective. Once you have that in place, then it becomes easier for you to take on these projects as you go along. So what strategies can schools adopt? Um, keep thinking about your strategic plan. Keep thinking about your IT strategic plan. Where does this piece of technology fit into the overall vision? How are you, gonna, how are you going to deliver services to your customer, that is the student and the families that send their kids there? So with all of that in mind, you have to really think through what your vision is for the next three to five years. How do you want to fulfill it, where you are today, where your gaps are in technology, 
and fill those systematically as you go forward. So nothing different from what we've been talking about um, uh, throughout this, this live session or previous sessions, you really need to plan for your technology. And, you know, adopting to rapid tech changes is, is crucial because, because of quickly, how quickly technology is changing these days, uh, you really have to be at the forefront of what you're trying to do. And all of that falls in place only when you have a vision, uh, which is really clearly set in place. And then the technology and the implementations can follow. Question two is, what are the critical elements of an IT strategy and not only that not only integrates technology, but also supports educational objectives and outcomes. So we have to think of um, EdTech in three terms, right? Three, three major pillars of K through 12 technologies. First of all, the most important thing is your students. So you're gonna have a student information system, what's referred to as an SIS, that helps you track students, manage their grades, you know, uh, manage applications and admissions and all of those things, everything that has to do with the student. So it's called a student information system. That's your first uh, pillar of a K through 12 solution. And by the way, they're not always one software platform. SISs are independent. They can be part of an ERP solution, uh, but typically in my experience, they're, they're standard and standalone. The second one is enterprise resource planning everything we talk about on a weekly basis, right? Your financials, HR management systems, payroll systems, purchasing systems, everything to do with the school's management that hasn't has nothing to do with students, but really with managing the central office or each school, the software that runs the school system is your ERP solution. You know, you might also call it the financial management system, HRIS, uh, what have you. But these two are the crucial elements of, of school technology. Of course, you have the networks and the infrastructure and the Wi-Fi systems and the laptops you give out to students. Um, but everything in the back end is also very crucial. So SIS, ERP are, are the two major elements. And the third one is a curriculum system. So you might be in a state where the, the, you know, the, the state tells you what curriculum to use some uh, school systems have their own. Private schools, of course, have their own curriculums. Um, but a curriculum management system, uh, CMS, is also very crucial. And all of these three things need to work together for you to have a robust, digitally transformed school system to work efficiently. Um, so the critical elements of an IT strategy, I think these are the three major pillars. And then you need to think about infrastructure how are the schools connected to each other? What kind of Wi-Fi technologies are in use? How, how cyber secure are you? Not just from a hardware software perspective, but also from your policies, your practices. You have a disaster recovery plan. You have an instant incident response plan. All of those things come together in an IT strategic plan or an IT strategy uh, that we typically put together for government agencies of all kinds, including K through 12 organizations. Next question is, hmm, what common pitfalls should schools avoid in their IT strategic planning to ensure effective and sustainable technology integration? So I think the most common pitfall is, is not, not planning for change, not planning for change, not having a long-term outlook on what you're doing uh, as far as digitally transforming your organization. You can't just take it piecemeal, right? You could have a very good student information system but your ERP and your CMS and your infrastructure is not very good. That's not going to be a great transformation. So 
in our experience, the major pitfall really is looking at not looking at digital transformations from a holistic perspective, not looking at digital transformations from a long-term perspective, and not bringing in the people. And we see this a lot, right? The IT department or someone in the IT organization will say, we need a new system, let's go out and get it. And you haven't involved anyone from the administration side, no one from business, no one from HR, and that's a recipe for disaster. So common pitfalls are not not taking all of these things into account and not having a long-term vision for how you want to digitally transform your organization uh, overall or just one piece of those four or five things we just talked about. Um, what future technologies are on the horizon for K through 12 education and how should strategic planning evolve to prepare for these innovations? So I've been talking about AI for almost a year now since GPT came out and, and you know, pleasantly surprised everybody. Um, AI is huge, right? Self-learning is going to be huge. The model that we're seeing uh, that's, you know, it, it's the, the current model of education has been around for centuries. And the tools that are in place are not ancient by any means, but, you know, the, the pace of adoption has been slow. So I think with the advent of AI and AI-enabled technologies, uh, one of the crucial things that's going to happen for everybody is we're we're all going to have AI assistance. I mean, we do that today, right? We I I go in and create my own GPTs and um, open AI Chat GPT four to do specific things for me, and that's no different from education. I'm learning a lot of new skills because I have a personal coach that teaches me things. So that's from a learning and and in curriculum delivery perspective, AI is also going to change the landscape as far as reporting, natural language processing, how people do business on their ERP systems. Eventually, it's going to be less keystrokes and more interactions with your voice, with you know predictive an analytics, and, and the systems will give you the information that you need. And K through 12 education is, is specifically very ripe with data. So the more data you feed, AI systems, the more information you can give it, the more it learns, and the more pertinent and timely information you, you're going to have at the tip of your fingers. Um, so lots of changes happening. I think I think what we're seeing, though, in, in our clientele and prospects is people are just now catching up with, you know, they're getting rid of older ERP systems, older SISs, and moving to modernized solutions. So AI is going to be a nice-to-have thing in the next two to three years. It's, it's here today with Microsoft's Copilot and, um, you know, Google making a big push into AI and OpenAI being the pioneer of all of these things. So all of that will be layered on top of your SISs, your ERP systems, and just make K-12 management a little better. But going back to my original thought, you really still have to do the planning, the thinking, the visioning, because technology will keep evolving It'll keep filling the gaps you have in your current organization. Well, we have some comments on LinkedIn. Let me see. Uh, Megan says, considering the rapid evolution of technology, what are the most significant ways in which tech is currently reshaping K-12 education landscape? I think, I think I just talked about it. Self-learning is going to be crucial. Students you know, I, and I'm not a teacher, but the, these are the things I'm observing. 
people are responding more to self-learning, self-paced learning, learning about what they want to learn about. And all of those things, I think, will be supplemental to your major curriculum within the school systems. Um, AI is going to change things, but most of the learning now happens on YouTube and, and ChatGPT. So I think you're going to see an adoption of that uh, in K through 12 education. Mackenzie says, um, how had global recent global events such as COVID-19 pandemic accelerated digital adoption of K through 12 education? I think it's been huge um, that uh, the COVID-19 pandemic forced people to go online to have the ability to deliver uh, curriculum and education through the internet, through the laptops they provided. So tell you a cool story. When, when COVID-19 first hit, um, our client in Blount County, Tennessee was ready, not because they anticipated the pandemic, because but because they were forward thinking and they had the infrastructure in place. So they spent a lot of money and time on building a fiber optic network within their school system and throughout their uh, government organizations. So when COVID-19 hits and kids have to go and learn from home, you have to th think about the kids that don't have internet, that don't have high-speed internet. They can't just look up YouTube videos. They can't just download and upload homework. So it's the school systems and the government's responsibility to give them the access to the internet that urban children have. So how did that pan out? Because Blunt County had made those investments in fiber optic technology, they were able to quickly light up Wi-Fi hotspots in school parking lots, within the school buildings, um, in libraries, at the mall, because the mall was connected to this network. And if nothing else, children were able to go to those hotspots and upload and download homework in case they didn't have the connectivity at home. So it's really crucial to look at all of these things in, in conjunction. And that's something that I don't think is going to change anytime soon. Mackenzie asks, what are the main budgetary constraints school, schools face when implementing digital transformation? Uh, I don't think it's any different from any other government organization, right? There, there's always conflicting priorities. There's always the, you know, the, the field house to be built. There's always the turf to be relayed. There's always the floodlights to be put at the football stadium. Um, new benches, I don't know, new roof. So where does technology and digital transformation fall into this whole prioritization? I would tend to think it's, it's pretty low unless something is broken. Or you've planned for this, right? You have this in your strategic plan. You know that in two years, you're going to spend a couple million dollars to bring in a new ERP solution. So these are some of the ways to manage the financial gaps or uh, requirements. Because yes, in a school system, everything else competes for the dollar. And rightfully so. How are schools addressing cybersecurity threats in an increasingly digital environment? Again, schools aren't any different, right? Of course, you're going to have your, the attack vectors might be more because you're giving out laptops. Hundreds, if not thousands of laptops are being, being hand, handed out to uh, school kids so that they can do homework or, or do schoolwork from, from home if need be. So how does that translate to cybersecurity? It, it can be a huge risk if you don't do this right. So nothing different from what we've been talking about for um, 
cities, counties, transit agencies, any government agency or any private sector agency, you have to make sure that you have your ducks in a row before you give out laptops, before you have, you know, you can take a you know deep sigh of relief that you're all cyber secure. These things are very rapidly evolving and you have to be on top of everything, all the way from hardware, software, your SIMs, global philosophy and cybersecurity, and also your documentation as far as processes. How are you going to do this if there is a cyber event? What happens when? And do your people know how to handle cyber events? So again, nothing different, but K-12 through agencies probably have a little more uh, risk because of the um, outward-facing devices they have. Lexi says, going back to McKenzie's questions around the pandemic and budgetary constraints, are you seeing more school systems plan ahead for such digital transformation instead of waiting until something is broken? Um, yes and no. I wish more school systems, more governments would plan ahead and not wait for things to break. Uh, it's really important to plan ahead. And it's not just saying we're going to put a $5,000 line item next year's budget for an IT audit, uh, or even 50,000, you really need to dig deep into what your vision is and how does it apply to your technology that you currently have? How is newer technology gonna help you transform your vision into reality so that you can deliver services in a better manner? So are more school systems doing it? I don't think so. Should they be? Absolutely. Um, the next question is res resistance to change among educators and the crucial need for professional development uh, is a significant concern. What is the level of importance of technology adoption and digital literacy among educators in schools? Uh, I think it's it's important across the board, right? If you if you're not digitally literate yourself, how can you translate that to how you deliver? Um, instruction to your children, to the students who are very, very savvy with these things. My five-year-old is is extremely savvy on her on her iPad and is is very curious about everything to do with uh, technology. So you can be left behind, um, and I don't I don't think that's happening anymore because you know it's the it's the nature of reality. It's it's how people do business these days, and K through twelve is uh, is no different. Um. What role do you think artificial intelligence and machine learning could play in shaping future K through 12 curricula? I think it's a it's a huge opportunity. Um, yes, teachers aren't going away, and I and I, I don't think they will anytime soon. But the application of AI just I think it's going to exponentially increase the rate at which people can learn things. And again, it's going to be supplemental. What are you learning in school that's state mandated by by the curriculum? And what else do you want to learn? You don't have to go find tutors anymore. You can just be resourceful and find the right AI-enabled tools to um, fill in the gaps where you might need when might have some. For educators and administrators listening, what advice would you give for starting their journey in digital transformation? Um, have a big vision. I think I think thinking big is huge. You have to think big. You have to think about your industry. Education is your industry. It's not mine. 
meaning you know more about it than anyone else. We're here to facilitate your digital transformation, but you need to know what your vision is. How do you want to deliver services and education to the children? How do you want to manage manage your school systems better? What kind of financial prudence do you want to apply? And what kind of reporting do you need? What kind of dashboards do you need? What information is more important to you, uh, Mr. or Ms. CFO, um, Mr. or Ms. Uh, Chief HR Officer, what are the important things as you manage your school system? We need that information for us to come up with solutions. So, yes, we understand technology and we understand the school system, but no one understands um, the industry as, as much as you do. So bring that to the table as we, um, as we help to transform your organizations. Kyler Cheatham says... Hi, A.V., thanks for hosting this discussion. How do you recommend, wrong comment, how do you recommend securing board alignment for investment and implementation support for independent digital transformation coaches? How do you recommend securing? I think board alignment, executive alignment is, is one of the most crucial things that we can do in this industry, right? Because here's the problem. When you talk about digital transformation, you're typically going to hand it off to your CIO, which isn't a bad thing to do. CIO should be responsible for transforming organizations. But CIOs typically don't have the deep background in running school systems or counties or organizations or HR departments that, that the HR director might have. The, so executive alignment is so crucial because that's what dictates the requirements. What does digital transformation mean to you? So coaching at the at the executive level is something we do um, where the executive team or the board doesn't necessarily know what that means. What is digital transformation? Is it just buying new computers? Is it, is it getting faster internet service? Is it um, giving laptops to all the children? There's so much more than that, right? So as a board, it's really important to be aligned with what digital transformation means to you and what kind of outcomes you're going to expect or you should expect from the CIO when that project is handed off to them or to an outside consulting team, right? But coaching to the board, coaching to executive departments and, and organization is something that uh, we do a lot that helps get the exec executive alignment in terms of, yes, we want to transform, but what does that mean? And then you package that and hand that project off to the CIO or an external consultant. Um, thanks for the question, Kyler. This is, uh, it, it's really crucial to have executive alignment uh, when you take on transformation projects. And how should strategic plans be structured to accommodate both immediate tech needs and future advan advancements in the education sector? So when we do IT strategic plans, we, we always have a tactical element in there. It, you know, strategic plans are not useful if, they, if you can't put them in place today. But also you have to align strategic plans with what the ground reality is. So as we do strategic plans, we'll tell you what's missing in the long-term picture, but also what's urgent and needed today. So you can start working on things that, you know, to use an often used term, low-hanging fruit. What can you do today without going back to your board or to the council to seek more funding for this transformation project? So strategic plans are important. 
they align with your long-term vision, but also they need to be tactical. Can you start doing things today that are going to build up towards your IT strategic plan or your long-term strategic vision? Um, so really important. Um, Kyler says, this is such great content. Thank you, Kyler. Emma Roloff, uh, as a former teacher and digital uh, literacy expert, curious to hear your input on this convo. Yes, I would love to have Emma on. She's a fantastic uh, YouTuber, TikToker, and uh, would love to do a collab with Emma. Um, I don't see any more questions coming in, but you know, in in summary, I think digital transformation in K through twelve education is is very crucial. It's not very different from what we would do in a county or a port or a council of governments. K through 12 is, is similarly different, right? You have a huge element of that, which is the students. So thinking of your ERP system as not just the financial, HR, payroll, people management solutions, but also student information and student management solutions is very crucial. How do those three things, ERP, SIS, and your curriculum, how do those three things interface, integrate, and talk to each other? in an attempt to deliver better services to students and better manage fiscally and human resource-wise your organization is extremely crucial. Um, we have some links uh, within the chat on LinkedIn and elsewhere that shows our content, uh, how to find us, how to get more information on services we offer to K through 12 organizations. We help with IT strategic planning, coaching boards and executive teams, uh, ERP selections and implementations, and generally making sure that K through 12 organizations are in in good hands as far as digital transformation is concerned. If you have any questions, please feel to reach out. Um, we can be reached on all the uh, social channels and our website, uh, www.averadvisors.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time, uh, but not before Kyler asks another question. Dan, can you share and tell us in for role in system support for education? Would like to hear insight as it's not talked about often. Yeah, Dan, the ERP doctor and in for expert, if you're watching, um, love to hear your thoughts. Uh, if not, that's, there's another idea for a collab, Kyler. Thank you. But with that, we'll wrap up today's live. And uh, if you need anything at all as it pertains to digital transformation, please reach out to me or my colleagues and we'd love to help you. Thank you. That's a wrap on today's episode of Untangled. For more exciting insights, remember you can find Avero on YouTube at Avero Advisors and other social media platforms. And don't miss out on our weekly newsletter on LinkedIn, where we delve even deeper into digital transformation. Interested in a career at Avero? Simply visit our Career Center on our website to see how you can join our team. Thank you for joining us on Untangled your reliable source for understanding the intricate crossroads of technology and local governance. Until next time.